This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast. Today, we are talking about the Detroit Lions in the 1960 season. And we're going to also have a little PSA for everyone in the, that listens to the podcast. If you haven't yet, please go check out the Deluxe Edition Network.com, where you will find the podcast of the month, which is Bev's Video Kingdom. Also, you can look for the award show called The Denny's. All you have to do is go on to the deluxeeditionnetwork.com, click on The Denny's, and vote for all your favorite categories. And trust me, it's fun. All right, so let's get into the show. Well, last week we found out that they were, the Lions early on were pretty much the team of the 50s. They were winning championships. They were at least going to championships if they didn't win it. But then they let go of Bobby Lane. Bobby Lane ends up saying, oh, hey, you know, um, you guys will never win for 50 years. Another championship for 50 years. Well, you know, the curse is whatever people want it to be. If they believe that stuff, that's fine. But today in the 60s, we're going to find out that instead of trying to, and the Lions, instead of trying to go and build a balanced team, that they're going to commit to defense. So here we go. A 3 8 and 1 season in 1959 meant the Lions closed out their most successful decade in disappointing fashion. Going into the 1960s, the Lions decided to go with a new rebuild, this time centered around defense. The team started by trading defensive end Gary Jerry Perry to the St. Louis Cardinals for cornerback Dick Night Train Lane. Joe Schmidt later called it one of the best trades that will ever be made in any sport. Lane made three Pro Bowls and four All-Pro selections as a Lion. Detroit also drafted star defensive tackle Roger Brown to pair with Alex Karras, Sam Williams, and Darius McCord forming one of the most fierce defensive lines in pro football history. The Lions also had still had 50s stars Joe Schmidt and Yale Yeary, as well as cornerback Dick LeBeau, who the team signed in 1959. Despite an 0-3 start in 1960, the Lions put together a 7-2 record to end the year at 7-5 overall. The Lions finished second in the Western Conference and earned a trip to the playoff bowl against their rivals, the Cleveland Browns, who finished second in the Eastern Conference. The game was played on January 7, 1961 at the Miami Orange Bowl in Miami and was the fifth and to date last playoff bowl game between the teams. The Lions defeated the Browns 17 to 16. In 1961, a group of stockholders led by former president D. Lyle Fief attempted to remove Edwin J. Anderson as team president. 
Anderson resigned and one of his supporters, William Clay Ford Sr., was chosen to succeed him. Anderson allowed to st- was allowed to stay on as general manager. That year, the Lions improved slightly, finishing 8-5-1 and returned to the playoff bowl where they destroyed the Philadelphia Eagles 38-10. The peak of the Lions' early early 60s defense came in 1962 when they put together an 11-3 record and became only the third team in NFL history to never trail by more than seven points in a game. While the Lions finished behind the Packers again, they managed to defeat them on Thanksgiving Day in Detroit 26-14 in a game that became known as the Thanksgiving Day Massacre. Sorry about that. This was the Packers' only loss of the season as they eventually won the 1962 NFL Championship. The Lions went to the playoff bowl for the third year in a row, defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers 17-10. Detroit's luck came to an end in 1963 as the team fell apart, finishing 5-8-1. A betting scandal involving Alex Karras and Packers running back Paul Horning, which led to both players being suspended for the 1963 season, also played a part in the Lions' collapse. On November 22, 1963, William Clay Ford Sr. purchased a controlling interest in the team for $6 million. The sale was completed on January 10, 1964. During Ford's ownership tenure, which extended to his death in 2014, the Lions won just a single playoff game. The team would improve the next year, finishing 7-5-2. Despite this, they missed the playoffs. The Lions began losing its defense when Yale Year Larry Larry retired during, following the 1964 season, while both Schmidt and Lane would retire a year later. In the mid-1960s, the Lions served as the backdrop for the sports literature of George Pimpleton, who spent time in the Lions training camp masquerading as a player. This was the basic material for his book, Paper Lion, later made into a movie starring Alan Alda plus a number of actual Lions players, including Alex Karras. The Lions struggled throughout the mid to 1960s, but used the time to rebuild their roster, eventually drafting Lim Barney to replace Lane, Bob Kowalski, and Ed Flanagan to build up the offensive line and running back Mel Farr. Despite said players being pro bowlers, the Lions still needed a franchise player, which they found in the third round of the 1968 NFL-AFL draft when they drafted Hall of Fame tight end Charlie Sanders, a seven-time pro bowler who is considered one of the best players to ever play the position. And that is it for today. Um, I think it's funny how the Lions only focused mainly on defense in the 60s. It worked. I mean, it, it truly did work. I mean, it didn't bring any championships to Detroit, but ultimately it in a way did work. So also it it pretty much the later part of the 60s pretty much shows what we would expect of the Lions in the 70s, 80s. And then finally, when they came back somewhat in the 90s. So um, I think I will end this series after the 90s um if you want me to keep going with the series i can um but if not i will end the series after the 99 season so thank you so very much for listening also 
Don't forget to go check out the deluxe edition network.com where you will find an other amazing episode or podcasters just like me. And also you'll find the podcast of the month, which is Bev's video kingdom. Thank you so very much. Hope you have a wonderful day. If you're new to the channel, please like, and subscribe. Thank you so very much. Appreciate all love and support. 121, uh, um, followers on instagram 57 on twitter tiktok i think has 44 but thank you all so very much and i will talk to you all later see ya this podcast is part of the deluxe edition network to find other great shows on the network head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com.